She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. The ICI, I, I pronounce it Vicky. everyone, Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a small wonder podcast. How's everyone doing? Gosh, I can't believe we're almost done with October. We got like, what, less than, we got, what, 10 weeks left? Maybe nine weeks left of 2020. This year, literally, oh my God, this year felt like it flew by like nobody's business. I honestly just hope that 2022, maybe we might get a break in in some ways, but honestly, at this point, with everything going on, I'm really not holding my breath. I just, yeah. Compared to this year's, like, come on, 2022, give give us a break here. A little break, something, anything. A ray ray hope. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Oh, boy, yeah. Like I said... Like I always say, I am doing every episode of Small Wonder in chronological order. There are going to be episodes that I'm flat out going to hate, especially when it comes to the Brindles. (sighs) So the episode today that I am covering is Season 2, Episode 10, You Gotta Have Heart. This episode aired November 15th, 1986. The Brindles involve the Lawsons and their squabble, and this is where I rip my hair out. (laughs) It's got an 8.1 out of 10 based on 13 ratings. Really, this episode. This episode, okay. And there are no guest stars, so there's that. No one else wants to be around the Lawsons. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. No, actually, no one wants to be around the Brindles. I'm sorry. I would gladly move next door to the the Lawsons. I think that would be so fun. We got Leslie H. Martinson directing this episode. Jerry Reno and Howard Leeds, the creator. Warren S. Murray and Bruce Kane all working together to put this episode together. As far as the writing came. Oh, here we go. We got some trivia. The title refers to a song of the same name from the musical Damn Yankees. The musical play Damn Yankees opened at the 46th Street Theater in New York on May 5th, 1995. Ran for 1,019 performances. Damn Yankees won 1956. Tony Award New York City for the best musical. Never seen it. Never seen it. So, I, could you have just given us real trivia? You, you didn't have to go into all that. But anyway, was there a user review? It doesn't say that there is. There really never is for the, for the show on IMDb. I want to see what all episodes got. Okay, so the one I did before this in September... Paula has 8.3. Who's boss? 8.2. Let's see. So this episode I'm covering today has the same rating of an 8.1 as the season 2 opener chewed out. Let's see. And as I said before, I believe I did say that episode 11, The Shoplifter, will be done in December because... Episode 12 is Thanksgiving Story, so I will be covering that one in November since it is Thanksgiving. Want to keep it, you know, real and to date and whatnot. So, and then January is going to be Neighborhood Watch. And then, twenty, as I said, 2022 will be finishing up Season 2. And then in 2023, I'll be covering, 2023 and 2024, I'll be covering Season 3. Now, as you all know... Season 3 and 4 are not on DVD. They do have some episodes on YouTube. I believe they're still up there if you want to watch them. Along with episodes of Season 1 and 2. And uh, 
I'm going to flat out say they're not the best quality the last two seasons. So, bear with me. It's not 2023 yet. So, also, if you want to know where to find the podcast on social media, you can do so by going to Facebook, typing in Small Wonder Podcast. You know what? I want to type that in myself just to make sure that actually comes up so I'm not just giving you false information. Like, yeah, just type this in. Small Wonder Podcast. And it does come up. Awesome. Okay, great. All right. Bear with me as we go through. This is the wrong disc. What the hell? Oh, my goodness. My head's in my ass today, everybody. There we go. Disc two. <laughs> the first disc was covering where I'm like, I see the episodes on the inside of the DVD case. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and when I, I, did, I failed to see when I pulled disc one up that on the uh, episode list it says disc two for this episode. I'm like, ay, 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 ay. There was, it's, it's 11 a.m. in the morning. I haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> in fact, I haven't even had breakfast. So, yeah. It's you guys, have you been listening since, gosh, when did I start season one? Um, 20, I think. Yeah, I had to have started season one in 2019. And it's, just, it's amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing. I mean, I love the show, but I hate the Brindles. Mainly Bonnie. To me, Bonnie is the worst. As far as I'm concerned, Harriet is at the bottom. As far as the worst goes. Honestly, she really is. Bonnie's at the top, then Brandon, which you really don't see a lot of Brandon, but when you do, it's like, I want to punch him in the fucking face so bad. Same with Bonnie. Same with Bonnie. Harriet's just annoying. But Bonnie and Brandon Brindle are next level. I hate you. I'm, I just I can't stand your fucking face, yourself, your voice. Your nothing about you is appealing. All right, so venture with me into you gotta have heart, and let's see how many times I say I want to punch Bonnie and Brandon in the face. Well, what do you? Hey, the family doesn't just play board games together. They sit on the couch and they watch old-ass movies together. And I, and the thing is, we know that Vicky, I don't really know how well she can feel internally emotion because she is a robot. But she looks like, because she's got her head kind of tilted, kind of sad. And Jamie, of course, is just shoving popcorn into his mouth got a different expression on their face. I mean, Tad is just kind of grinning from ear to ear like, oh, that was a good movie. That was a good performance. And the way that Joan is just, she's got this perplexed look like she's trying to make out like, what did I just watch? It makes me think of the guy that I showed <laughs> Jeremy's mom, Donnie Darko. And at the end of the movie, I just I mean, I like Donnie Darko, don't get me wrong. I really, really do. But it is one of those complex-type thinking movies that I guess you could have many interpretations of it. But at the end, I just look at her face, and I apologize. I'm sorry. Because it's like she started like, what? What, what did I just watch? <laughs> happy to eat popcorn. I mean, he does not look phased by the movie at all. Like, whatever. I'm eating popcorn. So let's... Okay, what do I get the feel? Because Ted turns the TV off. Why do I get the feeling that this was Ted's pick for movie night? And Joan's like, okay. Well, that was two hours of a lot of nothing. I'm gonna go to bed. Let's find out. What a great movie. The 
Wizard of Oz gets better every time I see it. Is that what they were watching? Time when Dorothy gets back to Kansas. It's such a happy ending. Oh, she's... It's such a happy ending. <laughs> oh my gosh, Waterworks. <laughs> Vicky. Vicky, stop. Turn off the sprinklers, Vicky. I like the Wicked Witch back. <laughs> Why, she was a bitch. Didn't they all give what they wanted? Plays they hide. Heart? Well, a heart is where people store their love. Do I have a heart? I know, but that's an interesting idea, Vicky. If I could give a robot a heart, I would win the Nobel Prize. And then the movie of my life would win an Academy Award for Robert Redford. You mean Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> I get no respect around here, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm not programmed about people storing love in their hearts. What is this thing called love? <laughs> oh, love is uh, a many slender thing. <laughs> love is never having to say you're sorry. Vicky, love is when you like a girl and you're always buying her stuff and you go broke so she goes to the dance with some rich kid. <laughs> love is stupid. <laughs> no, it's not, Jamie. And one of the things we do to show our love, Vicky, is giving. Well, uh, for instance, uh, I love Dad, so uh, I gave him this watch. And I gave your mom that ring out of love. Mm -hmm. And also this very beautiful heart-shaped necklace. Oh, this very beautiful full-carat diamond heart-shaped necklace. Well, diamonds are a girl's best friend. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hate that saying. And Vicky, we gave you that bracelet because we love you. He's got a bracelet. He give me anything. He doesn't love me. Of course he loves you. Jamie, give Vicky something. Okay, here's some bubble gum, Vicky. I think I'll go to the dance with some rich kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was interesting. I, I didn't think they were watching The Wizard of Oz, but The Wizard of Oz, yes, it, it is a good movie, and I cannot believe, gosh... When it come out, like, 39, 38, I gotta check that out. Because I was just thinking about that, like, a couple nights ago as I was getting ready to go to sleep. <laughs> I know, the weird things you think about before you're, like, while you're trying to fall asleep. Let me see here. Wizard of Oz. 39. So, that means... You're probably all like, we can do math, we know. Let's see, 20, 21, minus 19, So, yeah, I mean, that's going to be coming up in a bit. Granted, in like, what, 18 years? <laughs> I'd say it like it's like five years from now. Anyway, um, yeah. So, yeah, Ted turns off the movie, and he says, oh, what a great movie. You know, The Wizard of Oz gets better every time I see it. And I had no idea that that's what they were watching, because you only hear the, I thought they were watching some old, like, black and white, like, war movie or something like that. This is going to be a bunch of bullshit. Great. Yeah, Ted turns off the movie, and like I said, I I didn't know they were watching The Wizard of Oz. It's been a while since I've watched that movie, and especially I don't remember the sound of the end credits, whether these are the same or whether they're not. And I love how Ted says, oh, I love The Wizard of Oz. It just it gets better every time I watch it. 
Because clearly, either they're watching it on television or they're watching it on a tape. And Joan says, oh. And I love how she puts a hand on Ted's shoulder and just, or on his arm. And she says, I always cry when Dorothy gets back to Kansas. And she says, oh, it's such a happy ending. And of course, Vicky repeats her. Because <laughs> Joan is like dabbing at her eyes with like a... A handkerchief or something. And then here comes Waterworks Vicky just... Tears just like streaming out of her eyes. Almost like her eyes are like those um, little spray nozzles on a kitchen sink. Like, okay, enough of the Waterworks Vicky. You're getting the couch all wet. It's, it's so weird, this effect, of course. Because you see it's not really coming... coming. You just see it shooting out of her nose... Out of her eyebrows, these little water droplets, just out of her, just all, like, what? Get out of the side of her mouth. And Ted says, Vicky, stop. She immediately shuts it off. But she's still got the lower lip. And of course, Jamie would. He's like, I like the Wicked Witch best. And of course, what is on Vicky's wrist? It looks like some type of mini Christmas light bracelet thing going on. Let's see if that plays into the plot at all because it's weird. Like, why is she wearing that? And then, of course, we get the Wicked Witch's voice coming out of Vicky. <laughs> In your little dog, too! <laughs> Sorry, Quinny. <laughs> Quinny leaves the box alone. You silly girl. Quinny, what would you do if you saw the Wicked Witch? Hmm? Her skin kind of looks like the color of your eyes. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Jamie just continues to eat the popcorn, like, shaking his head like, oh, Vicky. What is this? <laughs> Joan is, like, wringing out a rag. Like, did she cry that much? Or what was she mopping up Vicky's little sopping mess? Of course, her Joan's favorite character is the Tin Man, which this is going to lead into a discussion about the heart and what a heart is and what is love. And she says he finally got what he wanted, a heart. Nothing about the Scarecrow getting brains, nothing about the lion getting courage, nothing about... Well, of course, um, Dorothy gets, you know, her wish to get home. Vicky asks, what is a heart? And Joan's like, a heart? Well, a heart is where people store their love. Well, she's looking at the emotion aspect, whereas there's also an, a heart is a human organ that beats and pumps blood into her veins to help us, you know, it's basically the form of how we're still living. Well, that in her brain. And Vicky asks, do I have a heart? And Ted's like, no, but that's an interesting question, Vicky. As he takes the popcorn bowl and, like, pours whatever water that came from that handkerchief that Joan was wringing out, he pours it into the little potted plant that's sitting on their pitiful excuse for a coffee table, this steamer trunk. Actually, it's smaller than a steamer trunk. It just looks like an ottoman type of trunk thing that you would, you know, set your feet on. So, Ted talks about, like, if I could give a robot a heart, I would win the Nobel Prize. So, it's not anything to do about the fact that, you know, it's not so much to help Vicky, but it's more like, he's always talking about these advancements that he could make with her and how... He wants to be publicly recognized. But I'm thinking, yeah, if you could do that. But the thing is, then you're going to blow the lid on the fact that Vicky is a robot. So it's like keeping it secret, but still wanting that, you know, personal recognition for being someone who created a child robot. And Ted is just going on about, I'm the movie of my life would win an Academy Award. For Robert Redford. Dude, you look nothing like Robert Redford. Nothing like him. And of course, 
Jamie's like, you mean Rodney Dangerfield? And then Ted does a, thank you, no respect. No respect, I tell you. The best I could ever do of Rodney Dangerfield. And the only exposure I have of Rodney Dangerfield is from the movie Ladybugs. Right, Clint? So Vicky, of course, says, I'm not programmed about people storing love in their heart. Seems like, no, Ted only programs into Vicky what she needs to know at the time. She asks, what is this thing called love? And it's interesting because the title of the episode is called You Gotta Have Heart. So how is this going to play into the Brindles um, all-out squabble war? Joan, she mentions love is a many splendor thing. Isn't there a song called that or instrumental version that plays over the top of the beginning of the movie Grease? And then she says, uh, love is having never to say you're sorry. That's a line from the movie Love Story. Oh my goodness. Well, she's given song titles and movie titles to describe to, to Vicky about what love is. They're giving stupid examples of what they think love is. Jamie's like, love is when you like a girl and you go broke spending money on stuff for her and then she still treats you like shit afterwards. I'm just like, yeah, and then, of course, Ted and Joan are all like, well, your husband, or <laughs> your husband, uh, Ted shows me love by getting me this ring. Jamie says, well, yeah, love is having, like, when you spend a bunch of money on a girl and you go broke, but she ends up going to the, the dance with some rich kid. Is he talking about that bitch, Jessica? Really? Get the fuck over that bitch. Still can't believe we got to see that bitch two more times in this series. Ugh. Jamie's like, love is stupid. Well, that is not love, young man. That is a sign of desperation, and you need to, like, fucking stop. That is the sign of a problem down the road where you feel you need to spend money to make a girl happy and she gives you nothing back in return. Uh, yeah, Joan says one of the ways we learn to show our love is through giving. And she, yeah, a 14 carat or um, necklace that she's wearing. Yeah, she says, well, for instance, I love dad, so I gave him his watch. And... He says, well, I gave your mom ring, uh, a ring out of it. You mean the wedding ring? <laughs> what ring are you talking about? Because she's looking at her wedding ring, which, I mean, I'm not wearing my, I haven't worn mine for a while just because it doesn't fit on my finger anymore. I know people have said, well, you can just get it, you know, expanded or, you know, make it bigger or whatever. I'm like, well, then when I lose the weight, the ring's going to be bigger. I can't keep, you know fixing the wedding ring, you know, back and forth. And it's two rings because it's an engagement ring and a wedding band. So I may as well just wait until I lose the weight and then the ring will fit again. Very beautiful heart-shaped necklace. Oh, we get a close-up of Joan's fingernails. Oh, they're kind of cute. I mean, I would never grow mine that long. I can't. I mean, I could, but I just have an issue with, like, I... I don't know, the, the nails, I was like, no, I had to have them very short. Yeah, as Ted adds, very beautiful, full-cut, diamond heart-shaped neck. Yeah, because he wants to emphasize, like, the amount of money in no, no word, like, the amount of money that he spent without actually saying the amount of money he spent through the type of <laughs> the diamonds that were used, full-cut. What is Joan? Okay, this, I don't know what this. She has been in some crazy kooky outfits. The shirt. She looks like she's ready to go on a cruise. Like that cruise that they didn't get to go on last time. It's like tangerine orange with like, like different, like pick, like yellow V's and weird shapes and whatever. It looks like her lipstick and her fingernail, uh, the polish, like, matches, almost matches the tangerine peachiness of her shirt on her lips and her nail polish. 
Oh, enough with the diamonds are a girl's best friend. Blech. I mean, for each their own that love the, the jewelry and the whatnot. I'm just not into that stuff. Okay, so that is fucking gaudy as hell. Because Ted's like, oh yeah, we gave you that bracelet because we love you so much, Vicky. Try harder next time. What the hell even is that? It literally looks like little Christmas light molding bracelet thingy. Oh, of course, Vicky says, Jamie didn't give me anything. He doesn't love me. And she looks like she's about ready to cry again. And Jamie, like, goes to hand her, like, a piece of bubble gum, double bubble gum from his pocket. That's fucking gross. I don't think she can't eat it, and it's probably all gross and sticky and melty from sitting in your pocket forever. <laughs> and Ted's like, of course he loves you. Jamie, give Vicky something. That bubblegum looks flat as fuck. It looks like a Werther's caramel that's been sitting in his pocket for half a day. At first I thought he was like, here's a dollar, Vicky. No, he would never part with physical money. Vicky says, I think I'll go to some dance with some rich kid. And of course, Joan and Ted think that's so funny. This popping the popcorn in the mouth caught Ted is constantly. <laughs> and I gotta say, yellow is not flattering on Ted at all. It really, mm, it just, it's not. There are just some colors that tend to just wash people out, like their skin tone or their hair color. And it just, yellow is definitely one of them on Ted. I mean, this looks fine on Joan, but Ted, no. Oh, he's doing push-ups or pull-ups or whatever. One. Is that what they got That's that fucking one more player? than last week. <coughs> I can do a lot more than last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're showing off. Stop. <laughs> on the monkey bars with the pull-ups. I hated how the metal my, my hands feel. Stop. Bye, Harriet. Yeah, what hey, the hell do you want, Harriet? Don't you want to do some more pull-ups? I'll be happy to hold your shirt. You be conk of sweaty beefcake. Ew, that is fucking gross. Harriet, why don't you go home and tell your mother to hose you down? Yeah, really. Giving her shoes. I don't get it. You know, oh, from Wizard of Oz? Getting beautiful friendship. How'd you like to be my best friend? I never had a best girlfriend before. Yuck. I never had a best girlfriend before. Oh, this is neat. We share each other's secrets. <laughs> we'll wear each other's clothes. That's nasty. And when we're old, we'll buy a condo in Miami like the Golden Girls and treat men like playthings. <laughs> treat men like playthings. Come on, best friend. Let's go to my house and play. So, yeah, they're outside. Jamie's trying to do, he's trying and failing to do pull-ups. And, you know, I hated doing that in phys ed. I don't even think I could do one. And I hated how the metal felt like it just burned in your hand. Just like, it's almost like getting a rug burn or something. But it's just like... Or, like, when you're, like, on the swings and you're holding, like, the metal chain so that you're swinging back and forth. That, I just, I didn't like that feeling. Oh, my God. But I hated doing that emphasis. It sucked. Just, like, eh, Just hanging there, like, eh, Like, I, I try, but I'm not getting my chin up. Is it called a chin up or a pull up? Which one is it? Is it one or the other? Or is it the same thing, but called differently? So, of course, Vicky shows off. Jamie tries to do it again. And then here comes Harriet just going back into the yard, not knocking. She never knocks. She's like a pre-Kimmy Gibbler, Kimmy Gibbler of Small Wonder. 
<laughs> and she says something really nasty. It's like, oh my gosh, I'll hold your your shirt, you hunk of sweat beefcake or some gross shit. Like, nah. And not to mention, I'm like, Jamie is always wearing these button-up shirts. I'm like, if you're going to do the pull-ups, wear a t-shirt. It just, I see button-up shirts as more of a dressy shirt. Like, hey, you're going to school, you're going to wherever. But a t-shirt is just like every day. I mean, you can, you know, go to school in a t-shirt, whatever. But it's just like, if you're, I don't want to wear a button I can't remember the last time I wear, a, like, a full button-up shirt. I cannot remember the last time that ever happened. So, Jamie is like, Harriet, go away. Tell your mom to hold you down. And then, of course, <laughs> Vicky takes off her bracelet and gives that to Harriet because she says, I have love in my heart for you. And then she takes off her shoe, and Harriet's like, well, yeah, when she first gives the bracelet to Harry, Harry's like, how much? And then Vicky says, I give you my bracelet because I have love in my heart for you. And and then Harry's like, are we on candid camera? And she starts looking around with this big grin on her face. It's really weird. Again, another thing, Harriet should not be wearing yellow because, you know, with the red hair and her skin's so pale and, and it just, it, it, that washes her skin out. It just makes her really washed out. But then again, Harriet is coming up with like, oh, well, don't you love my other foot? As Vicky takes off her other shoe and I'm thinking, is this a thing through, like, in The Wizard of Oz? I remember, like, the slippers, like, it seemed like she was giving... I haven't seen The Wizard of Oz in ages. So, it's like her giving her shoes. Was that in the movie, right? Where Glenda the Good Witch gives the ruby slippers or something? I don't know. So, and then Harry's like, I never had a best girlfriend before. And then, of course, Vicky repeats her. And then she says, oh, we'll go play. And then when we get old, we can get a house in Miami like the Golden Girls and treat men as playthings. I like that being a nod to the Golden Girls. That was funny. So they decide to go over to her house and play. So now Joan's in the kitchen making dinner again with like salad, whatever's in the bowl. She's got a sharp fucking knife and there's a knock at the door. So my guess is it's either Bonnie or Brandon like, oh, your daughter's at my house playing with Harriet, giving her a bracelet or shoes or something. So I think that's what's going to happen, but let's find out. Ugh, you know what? Hi, Bitch, go the fuck home. Look what I baked for you. <laughs> a cookie. Why is one bigger than the other? Just before dinner. Oh, it's just one little cookie. It couldn't hurt. I baked it especially for you. Come on. Yeah, right. No, don't eat it. It's probably poisonous. You see, it's my own special recipe. The secret is in using the whole lima bean and a cupful of lard. Ew! What the fuck? You nasty bitch. Tony, I can't tell you how pleased I am that our two daughters have become best friends. I wouldn't call it that. Well, they have. Isn't it wonderful? No. And you know, Tony... Some corners best of friends too. No! I've never had a best girlfriend. Not my problem. Be ever so many loads of fun. Get your hand off her. Yeah, we'll be just like Kate and Allie. No. We'll share our innermost secrets and wear each other's clothes. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> you know, I have always admired that outfit that you're wearing. Oh, well, I'm not so sure that we're the same size. We're definitely not. I'll just take it in a little around the hip. <laughs> Excuse me? What the what? Okay, that's creepy. I don't like that. We are best girlfriends. <laughs> oh, look, Joan, aren't they adorable? No. Vicky gave me her clothes. She has a big heart. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> I give you this. Stop Before getting stuff. To hold your pot. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your pot. Come on, Vicky. I'll teach you 
wash my hair, do my nails, and steal my grades. Whoa! <laughs> I don't like that. Wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> my daughter suddenly broke out in freckles. Vicky and Harriet have become best friends. Yes, and don't that's like that. not all the good news, Tedsy. Tedsy. Joni and I have become best friends, too. No, they have not. I'm beside myself with glee, and in the bowling game of life, I've thrown a strike. Go away. And we've thrown a gutter ball. Yeah, really. Get out. I can't tell you how good it is to have close friends that you can share things with, especially in times of great crisis. Now what's wrong? Crisis. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Well, then get out. I want to talk about happy things like uh, <coughs> uh, rainbows and roses and baubles <coughs> and bangles and bright copper kettles and killing my husband. Good. Hey, Bonnie, uh, do you and Brandon have a little tip? <coughs> World War II was a little tip. The man is insanely jealous of me. He thinks that every man is after me. Can you believe that? <laughs> Never in a million years. No. He does? And no matter where I am, on the street or in the market or at mud wrestling. Mud wrestling? Incredible. Oh, <laughs> absolutely bananas when I wear my Kelly green and hot pink polka dot bathing suit with a Peter Pan collar and bare midriff. Turn a few heads all the way around. <laughs> Beauty is such a curse. It isn't my fault that men are attracted to me like moths to a flame. Or mold to a cheese. Yeah, yeah. Why, even you, Ted. I've caught you at times looking at me very strangely. What? That's true, very strange. Yeah, very strange, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're doing it now. Oh, Joan, why couldn't I have been born more like you? <laughs> oh, can you get out of my house? Bonnie, could you cry the Lord to the left and making my salad soggy? Yeah, yeah. Bonnie, Bonnie, Bon, 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 Bon. Listen, everything's going to be okay. Joan and I will do everything we can to help you out. No, don't sign me up for that. Oh, thank you, thank you. I knew I could count on you. I'll just get Harriet to my things. Wait, no! No, you're not no, moving in here. With our best no! No! <laughs> oh, come on! Jerry has a suitcase. Get up, guys! You signed yourself up for hell. Oh, my God! Ugh, ugh, ugh. Ah! I'm sorry. I, just, I can't. Whenever Bonnie is on screen, I want to rip my fucking hair out. Oh! So she comes in with two cookies, one that is humongous and the other one that is small, offers one to Joan, because Joan's like, well, I never eat before dinner, which makes sense. And Bonnie gives her the smaller cookie that is made of a lima bean and lard that is Fuck, I can see why Joan spits it out. And then Bonnie's saying how they're, you know, Harriet and Vicky are best girlfriends. And how she and Joan, she keeps calling her Joni, which I don't like because that is Ted's nickname for his wife. I don't like it. I'm like, oh, Bonnie's like, oh, we could share clothes even though, yeah. And even Joan's like, well, I don't think I've ever anything that would be your size. And then Bonnie's kind of makes some fucking joke about, well, I just have to take it in around the hips or some shit. Like, Fuck you. Oh my god, it's so annoying. We, oh, we could be girlfriends and share secrets and blah, 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 blah. And then Ted comes in. And then the girls come in. And Harriet is wearing Vicky's pinafore dress. And then Vicky, which is interesting because I guess in season three and four, they finally let Vicky, you know, they dress her like a normal teenager would wear clothes because they got Vicky's hair in you know it looks nice and combed out and it's in like pigtails but it's cute looking and and I thought yellow washed out because uh, yeah she's wearing exactly what Harriet had on which was the yellow and the purple and whatnot and it works for Vicky's complexion because you know she's dark haired whereas the white and red pinafore dress that Harriet is wearing from Vicky just makes her even more washed out than the yellow does. And it just 
what in the hell? So, and then Bonnie starts kind of baiting them about how things with her and Brandon are up shit creek and how the fact that he's jealous whenever she goes to, like, get groceries and mud wrestling, like, guys are always hitting on her and shit. And all this, and, like, talking about her forest green, heather green, forest green, like, bikini midriff showing thing, Peter Pan, whatever the fuck, and and, and Ted is just like, the fuck, that would make a lot of people's heads turn right around like the exorcist. And, and then she's like, saying like, oh, well, I hope that you would just, yeah, and she's saying how, well, yeah, Ted says, well, what do you and Brandon have a little tiff? And Bonnie's like, well, World War II is a little tiff. This was like, you don't even want to f- know. And she, like, oh, I would hope that, you know, being my best friend, you would be able to, like, let me and Harriet stay here till this whole thing blows over. So this is the whole getting in on the whole um, brindle squabble shit. Uh, because Bonnie had a fucking packed suitcase. She's like, oh, we're going to stay here for a little bit. And um, the rest of the suitcases are outside, out the door. Can you get them? I'm thinking, yeah, and she just glides out of the kitchen with her suitcase. I'm like, fuck, no, no, fucking hell no. Get the fuck out. You are not fucking staying. Remember? Remember? When the whole thing with the, 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 the um, yeah, that was early. I was like this second or third whatever episode of season one where there was like a fire or something in the brindles and then they end up all staying with the Lawsons and it's a pain in the fucking ass and I want to punch them both in the face just like I want to punch Bonnie in the fucking face oh fucking hell that was the gist of that book like guys stop letting you need I don't give a shit if he's your next door neighbor just put a foot down and say, fuck no, we're not your friend, we don't even want to associate with you, get the fuck out of my house, just go, stay with someone else, you got family, right? Go stay with them. So let's see how this shit's gonna go down, fucking nut, I swear, she's gonna make herself at home, she's gonna make the Lawson's wait on, they need to get a goddamn backbone and throw that bitch out. Harriet's not bad, but Brent Bonnie is, like, top of the list. I can't fucking... Top of the... I hate the Brindles fan club. Cannot fucking stand her. Get her out. I'm gonna rip my hair out, I swear. I can't tell you how grateful I am to have friends like you. You're like a welcoming port for a lost ship on the stormy seas of matrimony. What? So how long is the barge planning to dock with us? Yeah, really. Just until I get a good divorce lawyer. I'm going to sock it to that sleazeball so hard, even his teeth will be in my name. What the hell? Why is taking a shit? Yes, Bonnie, you should try and forgive Brandon's jealousy and and forget the fact that you're so... Fatally attractive. Fatally attractive. can I? You know, there are times <laughs> as I push my cart in the supermarket, I see men gazing at me. I don't think they, they do. They all share the same look in their eyes. A look that says, who is this woman? <laughs> Boy, I've said the same thing myself. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But for Brandon to be so jealous can only mean that he loves you very much. And I, we, we think that you should go back to him. Yeah, no, really. No, 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 no. Get out. Time together, like when you first met. Brandon threw up in my car. Not my problem. Well, then think about something else. Think about your honeymoon. <coughs> I threw up in my car. <laughs> Bonnie, every marriage has its ups and downs. Uh, you should feel lucky to have a husband that loves you so much. Well, he has a funny way of showing it. But do you love him? Well, I have a funny way of showing it, too. <coughs> oh, gross. <laughs> At night, I get up and tie his pants in knots. What? Thank you. Adorable, Bonnie. <clears throat> yeah, throw that shit in there. Get out of my house. You know, you have a lovely home and a lovely daughter who will someday have all of her teeth. 
backwards and there, all of it. And I bet Brandon's at home right now, anxious to kiss the makeup. If you just give me the chance to go home and give it one more try. Yes. Well, Come on, do it, Jack. Do it, do it for us. Do it for you. Yeah, get here. Your two best friends in the whole world, huh? Yeah. All right, I'll do it. They're my two oh. best friends in the whole world. <laughs> oh, good. And we'll bring these suitcases over later. Thank you, dear friend. And you just pick up the phone if you ever need a favor that won't take me out of my way. <laughs> oh my god so she's like pulling out clothes and sh shoving them into Joan and Ted's arms and she's saying what the hell because what Brandon's jealous which I find that hard to believe what jealous of other men looking at her I find that hard to believe and the fact that and then Joan and Ted are saying, like, oh, it's only because he loves you so much that he's just so jealous and this and that. They finally convince her to get her ass out of there and go the fuck home. Like, here, we'll take your, you know, suitcases already. Just make up with Brandon. I'm sure he's ready to, like, drop everything and make love to you or whatever the hell to show you how much he loves It's not like he's jealous from the point where he's stalking her or he's abusing her or, like being emotionally abusive or physically abusive of any way. He's not doing any of that. Granted, I guess, I mean, it's not like, were you with Bonnie? I saw those men looking at you at the grocery store. And she even keeps bringing it up. Men are looking at me and thinking, who is this woman? And Ted's like, I think the same thing a lot. <laughs> and they're like, just think of your honeymoon. Think of when you dated. She, Brandon threw up in my car on my first, on our first date. And then on our honeymoon, I threw up in her car. On my in my car, <laughs> she was fucking pregnant with Harriet. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, and then Ted's like, Well, let's start repacking her suitcase, just throw the shit in the suitcase. Ted's like, One day your daughter will have all her teeth in her head. <laughs> so, yeah, they show like, Hey, we'll take the suitcases over. You make up with Brandon, and then, um. Bonnie's all like, well, yeah, if you ever need a favor, just anything that won't take me out of my way. I'm like, that's exactly what one of those fucking people are like. They'll take, 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 take. You give them an inch, they'll take a fucking mile. And they will not ever do anything to help you in return. Okay, what's going on here is, why are they filling a bag? They're in Jamie's room. He's sitting on his bed just looking at Vicky and... Harriet dressed differently. I like how Vicky looks with her hair down like that. It looks, honestly, so much more natural. And I'm sure, honestly, that Tiffany Brissett, who plays Vicky, is probably happy to have her hair down or up or not in the constant up in a little, you know, bow in the back type of thing. And Harriet's hair just looks really weird. I mean, because she's got a lot of hair. And it just makes me think of, like, Little House on the Prairie when, you know, like, all the women around there are just walking around with their hairs all wrapped up in a big giant-ass bun in the back. And, like, that's all their hair, and they got a lot of it. That's exactly like what Harriet is. And like I said, that white pinafore red dress thing is just washing out her skin looks so much paler than it already is with the red hair. So let's see how this... Why are they packing a bag? Is Vicky going to stay over there, or is that maybe Harriet's bag? Like, honey, pack your bag. We're going to the Lawson's to stay for quite a while until your dad gets his head out of his ass or something. Why don't we play a game? Let's play secret. Best friends always tell each other secrets. That's gross. Okay, Harriet. It sounds like too I've got two secrets for you. My first one is... I hate your fucking face. I'm insanely in love with you. Ew. You are? Yeah. And my second one is, I'm insane. <laughs> Why don't you do that two truths to one more How going? Forget it. You're just trying to let me, my best friend. She's not I'm your friend. friend. She's not your best friend. <laughs> well, let's play hide and seek, Harriet. You love that game. <laughs> yeah. But last time I did, I didn't see you for three days. You're, you're an idiot. Yeah. yeah. those were three nice days. <laughs> uh, but now I got Vicky to help me find you. Well, when I find you, I'll kiss you on the cheek. Ew. Okay, hot lips. Hot lips. Gross. <laughs> I'll be in the hall closet. 
splitting up me and my best friend. <laughs> She's not your best Vicky, friend. We'll never get rid of Harriet if you keep giving her things. <clears throat> She's selfish and she's taking advantage of you. She's taking advantage of me. Right. So we're gonna turn the tables. I'm gonna program you to be selfish and take advantage of her. You're dressed like Harriet. Now you're gonna act like the little stinker. Yeah. Okay, hot lips. <laughs> okay, so basically... <laughs> When Harry says, let's play a game called Secrets, I'm thinking, oh boy, this is going to go on a, a bad dream. Anytime someone says, let's tell secrets, let's play a game called Secrets, run in the other fucking direction. So, <laughs> and Jamie's like, yeah, I got secrets for you. I'm madly in love with you. And two, I'm crazy. Blah, 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 blah. I thought he was going to say, I thought it was going to be like that. What's that game called? Two Truths, One Lie or something? I thought that was going to be, you can tell me what one I'm lying. What lie am I telling? Uh, and so he's like, hey, uh, let's play hide and seek. And. Harry's like, the last time you played that, you didn't find me for three days. I'm like, you are a fucking moron, Harriet. Seriously? What did you hide in a closet for three fucking days? And Jamie's like, yeah, those were the best three days of my life. <laughs> Not having you around. So, and then Harriet's saying, like, oh, you're trying to break up me and my best friend. I'm thinking, she's not your best friend. And Jamie's like, well, look, I got Vicky to help find you, so don't worry about it. Just go hide. And then... Yeah, he even says, I'll, if I find you, I'll give you a kiss on the cheek. Blah. <clears throat> so, she pats his cheek and says, later, hot lips. It's just so, it's gross. She's saying, I'll hold your shirt while you're, like, doing pull-ups or something. That's disgusting. Like, you sweaty beefcake. And it's, it's freaking nasty. Uh, plus, they're children, so it's really extra weird. So, Jamie's like... Yeah, when Harriet leaves, because she says, I'll be in the hall closet, and Jamie puts an armor on Vicky, like, and Vicky says, you're breaking up my, me and my best friend. I'm like, she's not your friend, Vicky. Stop. You take everything too. Why can't Ted program Vicky did not take things literally? But then again, if that were the case, we wouldn't have the show. So Jamie's like, oh, yeah. Well, you're dressing like, yeah, he even says, and it's a good lesson. It's like, you're letting her take advantage of you. You gotta stop giving her stuff. And it's like, okay, we're gonna turn the tables on Harriet. Now that you're dressing like her, you're gonna act like her and give her a taste of her own medicine. <laughs> so, now we're in the kitchen. It looks like Joan and Ted are getting ready for dinner. They're setting the table together. I don't know what the hell their dinner is because all I see is a mixing bowl with giant leaves of lettuce. So they say, oh, thank goodness we got Bonnie to go back to Brandon. How much you want to bet there's going to be a knock on the door and fucking Brandon is going to be there with a fucking suitcase next? Ugh. Let's find out. Goodness, we talked Bonnie into going back to Brandon. Oh, can you imagine anything worse than having them living with us? Yes. I cannot. No! God damn it, no! Son of a bitch! Having Brandon live with us. Ugh. Punch him in the dick. Brandon, what the fuck? A man who looks good in a leisure suit is hard to find. <laughs> Thank you, Tom Selleck and polyester. <laughs> Bonnie even insulted the Avon lady. Why Bonnie the hell said, has he oh, got the yes, same? Oh, ding dong on her lips, but hanky-panky in her eyes. Yuck. But, Brandon, I'm sick of all you've got to lose. I'm sick of all the good times, like when you first met. <laughs> she spent the entire evening cleaning the upholstery in her car. Well, think of your honeymoon. I spent the entire evening cleaning the upholstery in our car. Brandon, look, don't do anything you'll regret. Think of what you have. You have a lovely home and, and a lovely daughter and a clean car. Bonnie loves you so much. Yeah? She has a funny way of showing it. She... She... What? Oh, yeah, with the tying the pants. Dude, you can easily untie the pants. Of course, I have a 
funny way of showing it, too. I rearranged the furniture so that when she sits, she misses the chair. <laughs> that proves it. People like you and Bonnie deserve each other. Yeah, really. Boy, that's for sure. <laughs> and think of all the years that you've invested in your marriage. So what? And what's life without sharing it with someone? Who cares? If you and Bonnie split, the IRS taxes single people a lot more than it taxes married people. You think she'll take me back? Oh, that'll hit him. I can grovel if I have to. Now you're making sense. It's the same oh, damn Suki right that Bonnie now. had it. Open arms and lima bean and lard cookies. Ew! <laughs> My favorite. That's nasty. Lima bean. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the talk. You're real okay. friends. What a guy. Yeah. <laughs> and what a gal. Next to Bonnie, you are the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Why are you in their house, Bonnie? I am not surprised. My husband and my best friend. She's not your friend. What? Ew. Nothing sacred. <laughs> Bonnie, wait. It's not what you think. She seduced me. Ew! That's nasty! The fuck? So, of course, they're getting ready for, you know, dinner and whatnot, and Ted says, well, let me guess, Brandon's probably gonna move in here. Luckily, we didn't have him. In comes fucking Brandon with the suitcase. Same suitcase that Bonnie had. And then, he's going on the same shit, like, oh, she's so jealous of me. She even, like, offended the Avon lady and all this shit. Like, how she wants to fuck him and everything. Like, She's even winding the same damn clock that Bonnie had. Ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, and the thing that gets him to go back, because they're saying, oh, your daughter and your wife, like, she's going to miss you and everything, and I bet she's ready to make up and whatnot. And Ted hits the nail right on his, like, you know, they tax single people more than married people. And then Ted's like, or Brandon says, well, you know what? Maybe she, you think she'd take me back? I mean, I can grovel if I have to. It's like, yes, I'm sure she's making your favorite lard and f fucking lima bean cookies right now. And of course, he hugs Joan and in walks fucking by. These people, they don't have respect. They don't knock. Just walk right in like it's a revolving fucking door. And like, oh my gosh, my husband and my best friend, the betrayal, ah, there's nothing sacred. And then she turns around and runs out, and Brandon is like, she seduced me, like, ugh, ridiculous. This episode sucks. All right, let's see how this is going to go with Jamie and Vicky, and Vicky's going to be like Harriet and give her a taste of her medicine. Got all that, Vicky? You remember everything I told you? Got it. I'm going to be a little stinker like Harriet. Hey, what are you guys doing? I've been hiding in that closet so long I've got mothball breath. Not my problem. Sorry, Harriet. We lost track of time because Vicky so generously gave you our clock. Well, I don't want to play anymore. I'm going home. Not so fast, little stinker. What? I want my clock back. No more Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> but I thought we were best friends. No. Have to saw that love in your heart. I'm taking that back, too. Never seen anyone so selfish. <coughs> you want to stay my friend, you better apologize right now. Nope. Love is never having to say you're sorry. <laughs> I also want my bracelet back and my clothes and everything else. You got it. Here. Uh, Harriet, don't undress here. I just date. Yeah, really. Ew, we don't need to see it. Don't be sorry, Vicky. Don't come crawling to my condo door in Miami when you're old and want to borrow a cup of denture cream. <laughs> you did it, Vicky. Well, that you was got quick. Miss Harriet. You see, being selfish isn't all bad. <laughs> I gave you my ring. <laughs> That's right, I got it here right on my little finger. Where'd you get I a ring from? I only meant that for Harriet, not for me. Where'd you get a ring I'll from? I want it back. Okay, later. I need some soap to get it off. I want it back now. Oh, shit. 
going on here? Knock it off. Vicky, get off of him. What is going on around here? First, Harriet tells me that she had a fight with Vicky. Now you two are fighting. Why? Vicky wanted her ring back. <coughs> we got rid of the little stinker. Being selfish isn't all bad. <coughs> Where'd you get that piece of advice? From this little stinker. <laughs> well, that's not true, Vicky. Being selfish is a terrible thing. You can't be selfish and have love in your heart. You're confusing my random access memory. You said for me to have a heart, I must show love and give. Jamie says I must be selfish and take. Now I have no friends and no heart. Vicky, I only said that to get Harriet out of here. I really didn't mean it. Giving is much better. I already gave. <coughs> now can I have a heart like the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz? Now we're back to square one. Well, um, no, Vicky, sorry. I want a heart. Aww. Ted, can't you do something? <coughs> yeah, Dad, I feel sorry for her. Well, I just wouldn't know what to do. Oh, what about that heart necklace? I know what to there do. There we go. I've got a perfect heart for you, Vicky. There. Now That's huge. Do you like it? <coughs> it makes the chain smaller. I like it. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. <laughs> so, of course, Harriet comes in and she's like, where were you? You're supposed to try finding me. And, of course, Jamie's like, well, sorry we lost track of time since, you know, Vicky gave you her clock. And, of course... Vicky starts saying, I want the bracelet back, and I want my clothes back, and I want, you know, whatever she gave to, uh, <laughs> to Harriet. And, of course, she's like, well, what are you talking about? We're friends. Why are you doing this? <laughs> and, you know, Vicky's basically, well, no, we're not friends. Just give me my stuff back. And Harry's like, if you want to remain my best friend, you'll apologize right now. It's like, no, no, no. Just give me my stuff back. And, of course, like, she gives back the bracelet. And then she goes to, like, start undoing the dress. And James like, please, Harry, no, please. Um, I just ate. <laughs> so Harriet leaves. And then, of course, Jamie's trick worked a little too well. Because now she leaves. That ring I gave you, I want it back. Yeah, and even because, uh, yeah, Harry's like, well, what about all the, you know, the love and all that stuff, like, you know, giving and loving, and <laughs> uh, Vicky says love means never having to say you're sorry, which is like, you know, that line from Love Story. <laughs> and, of course, Jamie's like, I, I, I'll give you the, where did she have the ring? I never saw a fucking ring on Vicky's finger. Where did this ring come from? So, yeah, he's like, I'll give it to you back later. I gotta, like, use some soap to get off my finger. <sighs> Why would you do that? So, Vicky is taking no for, not taking no for an answer. Like, I want it back now. And she sits on Jamie, pushes him back onto the bed, sits on his chest, and Jamie's screaming for, you know, his mom and dad. Like, Mom, Dad! And they're like, what's going on in here? Vicky, get off of him. And, yeah, they're like, well, wait a minute. Harriet just said that you two were fighting, and now you and Jamie are fighting. What the hell's going on? So, yeah, it's just he programmed. Yeah, they're getting rid of the little stinker. And, you know, Jamie programmed her to be selfish, to get rid of, just to get rid of Harriet. And then, of course, we move into the fact that, you know, back to the very beginning, it's, you know, Vicky wants a heart like the Tin Man. And uh, you, you feel sad for her for a bit. And Ted's like, Vicky, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And she, she you, you do. And, and even Jamie's like, Dad, can't you do something? And I thought, I'm thinking of the, you know, the heart necklace that Joan had. Like, yeah, give her that. That is as good as she's going to get. And the chain is so long. It, the necklace goes all the way down to Vicky's where her belly button will be. I'm like, you might want to shorten that chain. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, you know, Vicky's still dressed like Harriet and everything, and it's just like, 
Yeah, it's it's a cute ending. I I thought it was very ador- yeah. Uh, because Vicky says diamonds are a girl's best friend. I'm thinking <laughs> it's an expensive necklace that Ted spent for his wife. Now he'll have to get her something else. Well, there you go. It works for Joan too. Yeah, I like sometimes to read some of these comments from the YouTube uh episodes that are uploaded. <laughs> This person says, thank you for uploading this. Aw, this episode has a truly powerful message and has value. Yes, Vicky has heart and Harriet tried to take advantage of Vicky's kindness and her caring heart. Happy Jamie told Vicky what Harriet is about. She only wanted to use Vicky for getting stuff and not be a true best friend. When Vicky said she had no no friend and no heart and wants a heart, it makes me kind of sad. Somehow it reminds me about the sad story about the lackey human creations, like Frankenstein or stuff. Damn, I love this series. It has so many great values. That's this person comment. That's why I love Small Wonder. It has lots of great messages and memories. Definitely the value, definitely value this shows nowadays. Lost this. Yeah, definitely, definitely. They don't make shows like this anymore. The brindles are crazy. This bring back memories. Diamonds are girls. Harriet looked so cute in Vicky's dress as the same with Vicky and Harriet. Yeah, Vicky, honestly, I thought she looked so cute and adorable in Harriet's outfit. Harriet is so scary. No child should be so crazy about boys. Definitely not. Not at that age. And not to mention, Harriet is at least a couple years younger than Jamie is. And it's just weird and gross and... But it's fine. It's one thing to be boy crazy, but the way she's like, I'll hold your shirt, you sweaty beefcake or something like that. It's, it's nasty. Blech. And that's the episode. Um, You know, I thought it was okay. I blech, could not stand the whole Brandon and Bonnie shit. I, I, hopefully we don't have to see them in the next episode, but I bet we probably will because... As I said, I'm going to be covering the Thanksgiving episode instead of the, uh, hold on, let me go to it here. Yeah, um, Shoplifter, which is season two, episode 11, will be in December, and I'll be covering season one, episode 12 next month. Which are November 29th, 1986. So we're almost into 87. Jamie learns the value of family on Thanksgiving. Uh, looks like we don't have the Brindles except for possibly Harriet. We got someone named Mr. Beck and someone named Adam. Who's this kid? He looks like the kid from. He looks like a knockoff virgin. Oh, of the kid from. Um, what the hell is his fucking name? Peter? No, the kid from A Christmas Story. Oh, I cannot. He's got a lisp too, and I cannot think of his name and save my ass. Uh, let me guess. Maybe something to do with a soup kitchen, food kitchen. They're gonna volunteer their time to help the less fortunate. That's what I'm guessing. Is what Thanksgiving story is gonna be about. So I'm gonna cover that next month. And then the shoplifter will be the last episode of 2021. Look forward to that. So, yeah, if we don't have to see the Brindles for a bit, because this was more than I could stand, I would be happy. And I hope you all enjoyed the episode. And I will see you in November for Thanksgiving Story. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.